Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Today, inshallah ta'ala, let's talk about the name of Allah, At-Tawwab. At-Tawwab means the one who accepts repentance over and over and over again. It is the ism fa'al, which is a, uh, a pattern, which is called mubalaha, or you could say hyperbolized. And so, yes, it is the one who over and over again accepts our repentance. Um, bad decisions happen when you have lots and lots of options, right? That's we, Allah Ta'ala gave us free will. We have lots and lots of options, and so we choose, unfortunately, the wrong ones over the right ones. And so recognizing that Allah Ta'ala is the one who is at-tawab for giving our uh, mistakes and recognizing that Allah Ta'ala never makes mistakes, which is so amazing because subhanAllah, us, when you give us more and more options, we make more and more mistakes. Yet Allah Ta'ala has all the options. Nothing is holding back Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has infinite possibility and yet He never commits an injustice. For us, the more options we have, the more likely we are, likely we are to make the wrong choice, whereas Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has all the choices and SubhanAllah, everything, everything He does is perfect. So this should make you even more in awe of who Allah Ta'ala is, recognizing and appreciating that He is At-Tawwab, the one who accepts our repentance. This name of Allah, At-Tawwab, occurs 11 times in the Qur'an, and nine of those times, it's next to Ar-Rahim, At-Tawwab Ar-Rahim, meaning the one who accepts repentance and the one who is the most merciful. Why? Because Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala ex- accepts our repentance when we repent, but if we're believers and we forget to repent for certain deeds, then He is merciful and He overlooks it. I mean, think about it, you may make hundreds, thousands of mistakes in a day, and maybe you ask Allah to forgive you for a couple of them, for a number of them. Maybe you ask Allah to forgive you a hundred times in the day, whatever the case is. But maybe you've done many, many more mistakes. And so, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is at-tawab ar-rahim. When you've repented and turned back to Him, Allah ta'ala will accept your repentance. As for the ones that you neglected and kind of fell through the cracks, the fact that you're a sincere believer, inshallah ta'ala, Allah is merciful with us. And so we are so grateful for that. Uh, the, uh, the next one is uh, the name of Allah, Al-Hakim, At-Tawab Al-Hakim. This occurs once in the Qur'an, and this is in the context of the punishment uh, for fornication and the context of false accusation. This is mentioned in Surah uh, 24, Ayah number 10. And so, what is the wisdom here? Well, it could be the case that Allah Ta'ala is saying what? That He uh, knows the wisdom of repentance and how it reforms people and transforms people. And therefore, he is at-tawab, I accept repentance, and I am al-hakim, the most wise. Why? So I'm telling you, repent, because I know, and I know the wisdom behind repentance and how it's going to transform you from a person who's doing, let's say, fornication or uh, any other major sin, and inshallah ta'ala, it will reform you. That's one way of looking at this, this, uh, these two names together. Another way is to say what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how to make legal punishments that will turn people away from sin. In other words, this is, these ayat are talking about certain legal punishments for fornication, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, look, I am Al-Hakim, I am the most wise, and therefore I know how to make people make tawbah. And therefore I'm At-Tawwab Al-Hakim, I know how to make people turn away from these evil deeds and repent, and it's by doing harsh punishments that will, be a, will, will act as a deterrent. And a third perspective is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives the one who repents and punishes the one who doesn't repent in the wisest way. So therefore people go through life and they, let's say, uh, let's say some people commit fornication or adultery, those who realize what they're doing is wrong, they repent, they stay away from it, they don't get caught. Those who keep doing it over and over again, they're going to get caught and they're going to get the wisest of punishments. Hence, you got two categories, at-tawab, al-hakim. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam, referring to those who uh, quit versus those who persisted. So there's different ways of looking at these names of Allah and why they come together in the way that they do. And also one time, this name of Allah, uh, at-tawab, 
it shows up by itself. I'm sure many of us know, know this, are familiar with this surah, this is surah 110, surah al-Nasr, ayah number three. I'm mentioning that Allah Ta'ala has always been and will always be tawab, the one who is accepting of repentance. Now, one of the first things that we need to repent for is this idea in our minds, this unfortunate thought that some of us have in the back of our minds, that we can live a full and complete life, or excuse me, that we cannot live a full and complete life without some haram elements. We should repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognize that we don't need haram in our life. Many people will say, you know, oh, I just need a little bit of this in my life. I know it's wrong, but I just need this or I need that. No. Uh, the fact of the matter is, if something is haram, that's because you don't need it in your life. If Allah Ta'ala gave us that which is halal, it's because through the halal we can live a completely full and fulfilling and happy life, and we should have no doubt in that whatsoever. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's deen, Allah's way of life, this religion of Islam is perfect, and as such, you can live a rich and fulfilling life within Allah's guidelines. For instance, you don't need to swear in order to express yourself. You don't need to do drugs in order to be happy. You don't need to backbite in order to be interesting. You don't need any kind of haram to feel excited or special or satisfied. When we embrace everything that's halal, we realize that we never needed haram to begin with, and this will make us want to repent. This will make us want to say, Ya Allah, I repent for all the haram that I did, because now I recognize that I never needed it to begin with. So that's perhaps one of the first things that we need to think about with regards to repentance, and recognize that, alhamdulillah, we don't need these haram things, and therefore we can repent and ask Allah, Ya Allah, forgive me for going towards something that's completely unnecessary and that is displeasing to you. Repentance isn't just saving yourself from punishment, rather it's making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy with you. Because you know, Obviously, if somebody does some wrong towards me and I'm mad at them at first, they may come and apologize and I might, and I might say, okay, I'm not mad anymore, but I'm not happy with you. you know, I'm, still, I'm still like sort of, let's say, you know, indifferent towards you because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm holding on in some degree to, to this grudge. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? When you repent, it's not just that I let go of the anger. Rather, Allah ta'ala is saying, I let go of the anger and I actually love you even more and I take your deeds as good deeds. As Allah Ta'ala says, what? إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمًا Except for those who repent and they believe and they work righteous deeds, for them Allah Ta'ala will replace their evil deeds with good deeds. So it's not just I'll take their evil deeds and make them go away. No, I'll take their, good, their evil deeds and replace them with good deeds. In other words, you're not just not a bad person, you're actually a good person, a great person, inshallah ta'ala. Why? Because Allah ta'ala is ever and has always been and we're all, will always be forgiving and merciful. We know that Allah ta'ala says that he loves uh, that Allah ta'ala loves those who are constantly repenting and those who are constantly purifying themselves. This verse is very beautiful because it's combining the inner and the outer. The inner cleanliness, to repent is an internal cleansing of the soul. And mutatahirin means those who are doing tahara, those who are purifying themselves externally, washing themselves, and you know, uh, keeping the house cleanly, keeping your body cleanly, doing tahara, uh, wudu and ghusl, and these the different things. Uh, uh, this is all considered a uh, part of tahara, and therefore Allah Ta'ala is saying, look, both from the inner and the outer, there's two dimensions to you. There's your, there's your uh, immaterial soul, and there's your, then there's your physical body. These two things both need to be cleansed, and these two are brought together in this ayah, and Allah is saying, I love those who have these two qualities, subhanAllah, they clean the inner and the outer. Furthermore, we should know the beautiful hadith in which the Prophet mentions, So Allah Ta'ala is more pleased with the repentance of the servant as he turns towards, as, as he repents, he's even more happy than who? Uh, 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 even more intense in his happiness than the one who, he gives the example, 
is on a camel with all of his water and provisions, and then let's say somehow the camel gets away from this individual, and this person's thinking, I have no chance that I'll make my journey back to where I need to get to. It's a hot desert. I got no water. I got no food. I got no ride. And the person eventually loses all hope. So what do they do? The Prophet describes this person as lying down, relaxing in the shade, and basically giving up on life and just waiting for himself to die a very painful, very slow and miserable death. And then when he opens his eyes a moment later, he sees that the animal is standing right above him and he's able to grab the reins of the animal. Then he grabs the, uh, you know, the, the, the string that is through the nose you know, of, the, of, of the camel. He grabs the string and then he says out of extreme happiness, he says what? Allahumma anta abdi wa ana rabbuk. He says, O oh, Master, O oh, Lord, O oh, Allah. Uh, he says, O oh, Allah, you are my servant and I am your master. So now this is clearly a statement that is wrong. He got it backwards. He got it wrong. The whole idea is that he's speaking deliriously. He's speaking babbling. He doesn't know, he doesn't know what he's saying anymore. Why? Because he's so happy he doesn't know how to talk anymore. So uh, Allah ta- excuse me, the Prophet says what? Uh, that he committed a mistake out of his extreme delight. This is how, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is describing, can you imagine being, you know, uh, you could say, uh, deliriously happy or just incredibly happy uh, uh, with, 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 this, with this recognition, this realization that, alhamdulillah, I just, you know, luckily, miraculously got this, my life saved because this animal just happened to stumble back to me. Imagine this level of happiness where you're just jumping for joy. And then subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in a way that befits His Majesty, He is saying that I am even more happy with the slave that genuinely turns back to me and repents to me. So yes, tawbah means to turn back. When the believer repents, he's turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turning his back on that which was evil. And uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that repentance, he's turning uh, he's returning to being pleased with that person after being angry with that person. So you could say that both are, you could say, figuratively turning to one another. Allah Ta'ala was angry, and then Allah Ta'ala is pleased. This person was doing sin and evil, and then this person turned back to Allah. So, this is the, uh, both are, you could say, turning back to one another. Yes, we should recognize that Allah Subh'ala keeps giving you blessings, and keeps sending, and, and unfortunately, despite the fact that Allah keeps sending us blessings, we unfortunately keep on sending sins up to Him. Yet, so long as you keep trying to turn to Him, then Allah Subh'ala will keep forgiving. The gifts weren't sent to you because they were earned, rather the gifts came from his generosity. And his forgiveness doesn't come to you because that was earned, rather it's because he is exceedingly merciful. This is the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Allah ta'ala is indeed a tawab. Tawbah is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, if you do wrong by somebody, you can go and apologize to that person. Definitely you can apologize for your mistake. But if you try to make it up to that person, you try to be kind to that person, yet they won't forgive you, that's on them. That's not on you because you've repented to Allah and repentance is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so Allah ta'ala is accepting of repentance. If you've tried your best with somebody and they don't accept it, that's on them and uh, that's their issue. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, you could say, double in terms of at-tawab. Why? Because subhanAllah, first Allah ta'ala grants you the ability and the inspiration to repent, which is a priceless gift. The fact that you even had the desire, the fact that you had this inclination deep within you that said, I feel guilty about what I've done. The fact that there was some sort of an, uh, a feeling that you should make tawbah, that in of itself is a gift from Allah Ta'ala. And then some people take advantage of that and act on that and through their free will choose to repent and then Allah Ta'ala accepts their repentance. So that's a double. And as for those who don't, 
take advantage of this prompting, then subhanAllah, they've lost out on a great deal of good and they've lost out on their opportunity. Many of us, unfortunately, we neglect, rep uh, we neglect repenting by delaying it. And this is something that we need to be very cautious and careful of. Remember that when you make a mistake, when you do a sin, try to be quick to make tawbah. Try to do it, try to make this something that you make tawbah, you know, as, as soon as possible. Uh, and honestly, we should repent for the times that we've delayed it. I mean, it's like you've made a mistake and then you delay an extremely long time before you make tawbah. Even that delay deserves its own tawbah. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala says, that repentance is accepted by Allah, the, accept, the, the repentance that is accepted by Allah is only for those who wrong themselves out of ignorance or carelessness, they make a mistake, and then they repent soon after. Min qaribin, soon after. They don't take an extremely long time. It is those to whom Allah Ta'ala will turn in forgiveness and Allah is ever knowing and wise. And so the idea here is what? That this should not be something they keep delaying and delaying and saying, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. Rather, and especially brothers and sisters, keep in mind that subhanAllah, tawbah is not something that costs money. It's not something that requires effort. Uh, you don't have to move or stand or walk around or memorize something. SubhanAllah, it can literally be you're lying back in your bed. You don't even move a single muscle. You don't even move your lips to say anything. You, don't mem you haven't memorized anything but you simply say, oh Allah, forgive me. Whether it be in Arabic, you know, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayk. You know, you could, say, uh, uh, you, could, you could say it in Arabic, but you could say it in English say, and just genuinely say, ya Allah, forgive me. I'm going to try to stay away from this sin. And so we should remember this and it could just simply be a thought in the mind. It could be something that easy. So why would you delay? If, it can be, if it's so easy for us, why would you delay at all? Don't just repent from an evil deed. In addition, you need to plan what you'll do to replace that bad habit. So it's not just about saying, I'm not going to spend time with this evil crowd. You need to start asking yourself, where's the good crowd that I need to spend my time with? Where's my new group of friends that I need to get used to? Uh, that's true repentance, or repentance, excuse me, as Allah Ta'ala says, فَمَن تَابَ مِن بَعْدِ ظُلْمِهِ وَأَصْلَحَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَتُوبُ عَلَيْهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ but whoever repents after his wrongdoing and reforms himself, indeed Allah will turn to him in forgiveness. Indeed Allah is forgiving and merciful. What does it mean to reform oneself? There's many different ways of interpreting it, but one way is to say reforming what? Your schedule, your habits. To not just say, okay, um, you know, I made a mistake and I feel bad about it. Ya Allah, forgive me. But I'm still going to hang around the same people and go to the same places and do the same things. SubhanAllah, you're going to fall into all the same haram, Right? But when you say, no, no, this is a sincere repentance, I need to uproot my schedule and reformulate it. I need to transform my lifestyle to make sure that I avoid these things. This is true and sincere islah or, uh, you know, uh, mending or fixing or reforming, inshallah ta'ala. The Prophet says what? إِنَّ مَثَلَ الَّذِي يَعْمَلُ السَّيِّئَاتِ ثُمَّ يَعْمَلُ الْحَسَنَاتِ كَمَثَلِ رَجُلٍ كَانَتْ عَلَيْهِ دِرْعٌ uh, that the example of the person who commits a sin and then follows, up, follows it up with a good deed is like a man who had a tight metal armor suit constricting his chest and suffocating him. And then what? Uh, then he does a good deed and one of the metal rings in this tight metal suit loosens. And then he does another good deed, and another metal ring loosens until he's eventually freed. What an incredibly beautiful, simple, elegant, 
analogy. So simple and so clear. Why? Because subhanAllah, this is what evil does. This is what sin does. It creates a tightness in the chest. You can feel your heart closing in on you. You feel this sort of like your, your breath is short. You feel guilty, essentially. <laughs> let's, let's make it simple. You feel guilty. And your heart feels constricted. And so the Prophet is saying, look, you can imagine this heavy, tight, metal uh, uh, you know, uh, armor that is constricting your chest. You feel like you can't breathe. And you can imagine how nice it would be if, oh, if I could just loosen up and loosen another one. And, then, and this is exactly the point. That subhanAllah, the more evil you do, the more constricted you are. And every time you do good deeds to follow up and to, in, in an act, and in an attempt to repent, subhanAllah, this is loosening, loosening, loosening until the whole thing is free, until you're finally breathing easy. You can say, Ya Allah, I've repented for what I've done. I've turned back. We know that tawbah is one of the first things that we learn about Adam alayhi salam. We know that Adam alayhi salam, our father, our example, made a mistake ate from the tree, and then subhanAllah, he was taught how to make dua, how to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf. We know that Nuh alayhi salam repented, it's mentioned in Surah Hud. We know that Ibrahim alayhi salam repented, it's also mentioned in Surah Al-Hud. And uh, we know that Musa alayhi salam repented, it's mentioned in Surah Qasas, and so on and so forth. That uh, we see that this is the example of the Anbiya, to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to continuously repent. We know that the Prophet said what? How do we repent? What, what are the steps to it? The Prophet said what? That regret is repentance. So the first most important component of tawbah, of repentance, is to what? Is to feel a sense of remorse and regret. You have to regret what you've done. That's the you know, key component. Then, based on that regret, from that stems the evidences. From that regret, to prove that it's sincere, you want to stop the action. Because if somebody is, I don't know, let's say, drinking alcohol, and they say, oh, I regret it. Man, I regret it so much, but they take another sip. Man, I regret it, they take another sip. SubhanAllah, that is not sufficient. What do they need to do? They need to stop the action. The regret needs to tell them, I'm going to put this away. Al-iqla' you know, departure from it. And then what? Al-azmu ala an la ya'ud. That you have to have resolve not to do it again. So the idea of making tawbah while you're doing this in, no. You have to say, I'm going to stop. I'm regretting. And also, I have the firm intention not to go back. Now, of course, it could be the case that you have that firm intention to not go back in that moment, and then 10 minutes later, an hour later, uh, you know, uh, days later, weeks later, you turn back to it. Then you make repentance again. And each time you make tawbah, you, again, in that moment, make the firm resolve not to go back to it. Yes, of course, you could break that later on. You deal with that when you get there. This is not a license to do evil, but it's the recognition of the reality that we're human beings. And oftentimes, unfortunately, we keep struggling and keep struggling and keep struggling until eventually, inshallah, hopefully we can break certain bad habits. We can't get rid of everything, though, because we're never going to become angels. But inshallah ta'ala, we do as best as we can. We know that the steps of shaitan are what? First, he wants you to see it. Then he wants you to consider that evil. Then he wants you to talk about it until you know, you get convinced of it and the people around you get convinced. And then finally, he gets you closer to it by taking steps towards an evil deed. And these four steps are considered what? Al-Nazra, Al-Khatra, Al-Lavza, Al-Khatwa, which is what? Al-Nazra means what? Looking at it. Considering it, Khatra, thinking about it, considering it. And then what? Al-Lavza, vocalizing it, speaking about it. And then Khutwa, Khutwa to Shaytan, taking steps towards it, subhanAllah. So, you have to be cautious of shaitan's uh, uh, four uh, different steps towards getting you to do something evil. If you can't control yourself around a particular device, then, like whether it be your phone, whether it be your laptop, whatever the case is, maybe you need to get rid of it. And I know that a lot of people say, what? Never. SubhanAllah. 
we have to remember that Musa السلام, had a whole lot of gold in the golden calf. Musa السلام, could have said, hey, let's take this golden calf and melt it down and repurpose it, this, that, and the other. No, Musa السلام, as is mentioned in Surah Taha, uh, ayah number 97, Allah Ta'ala mentions how he didn't just uh, you know, repurpose that gold. No, he destroyed the whole thing and scattered it and cast it in the sea and just completely got rid of it. What was the intent behind that to say, if we, if we really want to make tawbah, we need to destroy the thing that is a fitna for us so that we truly have the resolve never to go back. So you might want to consider, subhanAllah, taking a, a serious step in order to get rid of the evil that you are hooked onto. We know that Yusuf, السلام, he was tempted by the women that wanted to seduce him. And subhanAllah, what did he say? He said, Ya Allah, remove me from the environment entirely. I, you know, prison is more beloved to me, O oh Allah. I'd rather be in jail. Why? because he knew that this was a serious fitna, it was a f- serious temptation. So we should think about that as well. And this is the same thing as the story of the man who killed 99 people. The, advice, the, the good advice that he was given was, get out of your city. You need to remove yourself from this environment. So yes, we need to look back at the evil that we've done, repent for it, but we also need to look forward to have some sort of a strategy as to how we are not going to fall back into those bad environments. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. Jazakumullah khairan wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.